Welcome to Motherhood Makeover Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Faust, mom of two boys and certified nutrition coach and personal trainer. I help busy and overwhelmed moms, is that you? Make self-care simple by focusing on the five foundations of health and wellness so that you can feel your best and love who you see in the mirror. Hello, welcome back. So excited you're here. If you're new, thanks for joining me and checking this out. We love to have you here. Today, I'm talking about mom brain. And mom brain is common, but it is not normal. And the reason I say this is because we all experience mom brain. You probably, if you're a mom, I'm sure you have. Uh, And it's kind of this society accepted, oh, now that you're a mom, you lose your brain. You forget where things are. You have really hard time keeping things straight. You just that overall mom brain, the fatigue, and you just have to accept it as a part of motherhood. And that's just how it's going to be the rest of your life. And that's where I think these, this, it is common, but it shouldn't be normalized. Yes, having a baby does scientifically change your brain. And yes, there are parts of motherhood where you do feel this more than others, like the newborn phase and when you're becoming a first-time mom. However, there are lots of things that, funny enough or not funny enough, just surprising to some maybe, the foundations of fat loss you might have seen me talk about on my Instagram if you follow me there, or the foundations of health as I also call them because they go together uh, on the podcast they also affect brain function. And this can cause the the quote-unquote mom brain you're experiencing. And I'm not going to go really deep into the science because, quite frankly, when I'm listening to podcasts that talks about the science and I'm trying to take care of my kids at the same time or trying to cook, I can't focus as easily and listen to what they're saying. So I'm going to try to keep all the sciencey jargon out, but if you are interested, just DM me on Instagram and I'll send you the studies, the research, all of that. So what affects your brain function and gives you mom brain? First one is sleep. And I start with this because it's the easiest that you know and I know. That's why the newborn phase you probably feel it the most is because when you don't get quality sleep, when you don't get enough sleep, your brain function starts to decrease. Like it has been compared that uh, driving while very tired can be as bad as driving drunk. So that's where that piece comes in where you need to make sure you're getting adequate sleep. Obviously, if your baby is waking up multiple times a night, um, possibly like mine is right now, uh, you don't have a choice. But what you can do is try to still get one stretch of four hours sleep or more. And that might require you asking for help from someone, might require a nap during the day, trying to figure out where you can get that extra sleep in because just one four hour chunk of sleep can help get that uh, restorative sleep that you need to function better. And just give yourself grace for the season that you're in. So the newborn phase is so challenging. So if you are in that phase, just know you will make it through it, you will get through it, and it'll feel so amazing when you finally get to have more sleep. And if you are past that phase, but let's say you are, your kid's going to bed, and then you stay up for three, four, five hours doing things, scrolling social media, watching Netflix, 
and then you're not getting seven to nine hours of sleep because of your choices that you are making, that's where you also need to look and think, okay, if you are feeling fatigued, you are experiencing mom brain, you may need to adjust your schedule. And you can do that by shifting your bedtime 15 minutes early uh, every few nights. So you're not, because obviously if you're going to bed at midnight and now you try to go to bed at like 9 p.m., you're not going to feel tired. So that helps your body adjust to the new bedtime. Just take a look at these things, figure out where can you improve sleep with the season you are in. Okay, two is water, which I know doesn't make sense, but water, (laughs) dehydration, if you don't drink enough water, there have been studies that show even a 2% dehydration, so you just drink 2% less water, can cause a huge dip in performance and brain performance. Uh, Your brain needs water. Your body needs water. Every cell in your body needs it. So make sure that if you are feeling this mom brain, that you are looking at how much water you're consuming and see if you can increase water there. Three is going to be uh, movement. Movement can help with Uh, stress and anxiety and depression, doing a workout, getting outside, walking, can help clear your mind. Just moving your body has shown to have positive effects on your brain and making sure you're getting in some sort of movement, whether yoga, walking, lifting weights, whatever you find enjoyable, that can help boost your brain power and alleviate the effects of mom brain. Now we're saving the biggest two for last because it'll take the longest to go into it. But the fourth one is stress. Now, stress can be a huge impact on brain health more than you might realize and can cause really crazy mom brain effects, like where you put the uh, breast milk in the cupboard and you might not remember a kid's appointment or something like that. Uh, an experience I had with stress-related uh, mom brain, it was actually before I was a mom, but I was going through a very stressful time in my life and I wasn't treating my body well either. I wasn't moving. I wasn't eating well. I was uh, drinking probably too much. Uh, but the biggest thing was a lot of stress-related, I believe. And it came to a point where I was having lunch with some friends that I had lunch with every week And I'm sitting there at the table and all of a sudden I couldn't remember one of my friend's names. And nothing like that had ever happened to me before. And so it scared me because I'm sitting there thinking, I know their name. I know their name. Why can't I think of what their name is? I literally have lunch with this person every single week and now I can't think of what their name is. And it was a scary experience. You start to think, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? Do I have a brain? Like, and then my brain goes to, do I have a brain tumor? Am I dying? Am I having a stroke? And really what it was, was uh, stress related. So I have noticed when I'm under severe periods of stress where I'm not managing it, not taking care of it, my brain starts to function way less. I'll have issues like that. Not that severe where I can't remember a friend's name, but where I can't remember simple things I know I should remember. So if you are experiencing that, pause, give yourself grace and think think about where you maybe are not managing stress. Is there something you can handle that could help? You might have to like seek help, see a therapist, ask for help with your children, uh, communicate better with your spouse or your boss 
or whatever your situation is to take care of that stress. That's why managing stress is a very, very, very important piece of not only mom brain, but your health overall. They have There's studies showing stress may be linked to all sorts of chronic stress over time. So when you're always, you're just stressed out, it releases cortisol and that can lead to all sorts of diseases that they're tying it to. So make sure that you are doing whatever you can to manage your stress and ask for help when you need it. And it will get better if you are in a very stressful situation and you are thinking, my brain is not functioning. I can't remember things. Just taking a simple step like taking five minutes to breathe. I have found recently um, doing guided meditations on YouTube has been life-changing for me. And you can choose. There's really short ones anywhere from like, I do 10 minutes usually, but I think there's even shorter ones. And then there's longer ones if you really want to. And journaling also can help get it onto paper. Taking a walk outside just taking a shower, doing what you need to do to take a break so you can reset your brain and manage stress better and handle the situation. And the last one, the fifth piece that could be affecting your mom brain is nutrition. This one can get complicated, but we're going to keep it real simple. There are certain foods that have inflammatory properties, so they have been shown to cause inflammation in your body. And that also causes inflammation in your brain. And when you are in, your body's inflamed, when your brain is experiencing inflammation, it can't function as well. So there have been, there's a book called Genius Foods by Max Lugaveri. It, he did all this research because his mom was experiencing Alzheimer's and he did, he puts all the studies in there. It's really well, well written so you can understand it even if you're not that into science. But his whole premise is how much food impacts our brain health and how uh, food and dietary can impact Alzheimer's. So there's all these ties in this early, like more, I wouldn't say early research, but more research is coming out year in the last like probably decade or so. And some of those foods, the biggest one is inflammatory oils. So if you are cooking with canola, vegetable oil, uh, soy oil, peanut oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil, and even if you're not cooking with those, those are in pretty much every single packaged food you can buy because they're very cheap oils to make. And the problem is, is that they are very high in omega-6s. So, so those oils are high in omega-6, which when you get way too much omega-6 causes chronic inflammation in your body. And that is, in my opinion, the number one thing that you should focus on reducing the amount that you have. Um, And obviously, you are not going to be able to eliminate them completely if you ever want to eat packaged foods or eat out at a restaurant ever again. So don't beat yourself up if you for trying to eliminate them completely. But the biggest tip is to just make sure that when you're cooking or baking in your home, you're not using any of those products. And good alternatives are avocado oil, coconut oil, and high quality extra virgin olive oil. Those are the top three that I suggest replacing with. Or if you can do dairy, uh, grass-fed butter, which would be like a Kerrygold is a great brand. Okay, well, let's just segue right into dairy. 
Um, dairy, for some people, they can tolerate it totally fine and it's okay. For other people, the statistic I've seen is one third of the population is lactose intolerant or has sensitivity to dairy. So that may be you. Um, and just paying attention to digestive system. For me, if I eat dairy, uh, I get acne a lot. So if you're experiencing uh, skin problems, digestion issues, gas, bloating, especially right after you eat dairy, try eliminating it for at least two weeks and see how you feel uh, and then add it back in to see how your body reacts to, to help you figure out if you do have some sort of intolerance to it. If you do have an intolerance, eating that dairy will cause inflammation in your body because your body does not like it. So the best way to help your body is to remove it entirely, which yes, can be very sad, but that's a decision that you get to make as an adult, which is the beautiful thing about life. So dairy, so we've gone over oils, dairy. The next one is uh, gluten. Gluten for some people, same thing. They can handle it no problem. There are a lot of other people who, and I'm not talking about celiacs, I'm talking about an intolerance, who might have a gluten intolerance where same thing, might be experiencing skin, t skin conditions, digestion issues, um, bloating, fatigue, mombrain could be um, a symptom of it. So this is where if you are experiencing this and you feel like your nutrition is pretty on point, try to cut out the gluten for gluten. I would cut out a little bit longer, maybe two to four weeks to really see before you add it back in. And just take note of how you feel before and after. The next one is alcohol. I know this can be a touchy subject because moms love their wine. Maybe just what you look forward to, uh, your nightly glass of wine. And I just want you to make sure you understand the choices that you are making, how they affect your body. So if you have a glass of wine, one glass of wine every night, you are essentially chronically inflaming your body because alcohol is a toxin. So the liver has to basically go into overtime to filter all the alcohol out. And if you are always drinking every, like a, even if it's one glass every day, your body is constantly trying to filter that out and it can cause that chronic inflammation. And I heard, yes, I heard a statistic yesterday, but I haven't fact checked it. So, but it was something that like alcohol remains in your body and your system for 80 hours after you finish drinking. So essentially, if that is true, you always have alcohol in your system, even if you're only having a glass every other day. And that's just something to be aware of. There are way more health things than that, but mom brain for sure could be made worse by drinking alcohol. The last one, there's obviously could be more than this. The last big one I'm going to cover is sugar. Sugar is a not a necessary nutrient, no matter what anyone tells you. It is added in almost every single food you find on the shelf because it makes food more palatable. It makes you want to eat more of it because sugar does have addictive properties. As you know, I gave up sugar or I'm giving up sugar for the entire year of 2021 just as a mental, ex nothing to do with weight loss, but more of a mental experience experiment and to see what it does do for my health. 
if you're interested in learning more about that, go back to my episode that talks about, I talk about my, I think titled Sugar Sobriety, and I talk about why I'm doing it and all of that stuff. Sugar has inflammatory effects. So when you are eating packaged foods that are, have added sugar, you may not think it's a lot, like, oh, only four grams of added sugar, but that adds up throughout the whole day when you're eating all these packaged foods with sugar. And sugar can cause inflammation. It also has been tied to mood disorders, uh, like higher anxiety levels, higher depression, different things like that. So ways to go around it are to just start to pay attention to what's in your food. There are starting to come out more and more no added sugar. And the tricky thing is the companies that say no added sugar will sometimes have fake sweeteners, which can also still spike your blood sugar, give you digestive issues. So no added sugar would be literally zero added sugar and not even fake sweetener. There's certain brands that are starting to come out with this option, like Muir Glen for pasta sauce is our favorite and True Made Foods Ketchup is our other favorite. And just start to pay attention to what you're eating, reading label. Now most of the food packages have a line that says specifically uh, grams of added sugar. Now that won't tell you if there's, you'll have to read the ingredients to see if there's a fake sweetener in there, but that will at least tell you how many grams of added sugar there are. It will help you just start to understand reading food labels so you can be confident in the choices you are making for yourself and your family. And the other things are just start reducing. Like if you have, let's say you have three cups of coffee and you have a teaspoon, like a dash of sugar or a teaspoon of sugar in each one, start to reduce the amount of sugar that you have in each cup, or maybe do one cup black and the other two with sugar. Just start to look at where you're adding sugar and start to lower the quantities. And fun fact, any recipes for meals that include sugar, the majority of them, you can just omit the sugar because I've been doing it for years now. The only times you really need sugar in a recipe is if you're doing like a sticky sauce or something where you need this sugar to thicken it. And then those meals should just be like one-off, not like an everyday sort of meal. So there you have it. The five things that can be affecting your mom brain. They are sleep, water, movement, stress, and food. Now, if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I need to do like fix things in all of those areas, pick one and start there. It's a lot easier and more manageable and you'll stick to your goals better when you pick one small thing to make a change in. If you know a mom that is experiencing mom brain, please, please, please send this episode to her. Please help her out. Let her know that it is common, but not normal. And she does not have to accept it for the rest of her life as just how it is. And I would love it also too. If you love this show, could you leave a five-star written review on iTunes? It really helps uh, get the show out to other moms so we can start building this big, big community of moms supporting other moms, living our best lives and loving who we see in the mirror. Have a great day and I'll talk to you soon.